0: Here we are with a special edition Thoughts on Leadership sitting here in uh, Sydney, Australia, actually on top of Balmoral Beach. You might be able to hear in the background some other native birds (laughs) talking about native birds. I have uh, Steve, Steve Brosman uh, sitting with me. Steve, how are you doing? Good to uh, see you and be here.
1: Mate, uh, we should also let them know that it's a sunrise interview. We're doing this at 6.30am yeah. overlooking the, the sun coming up on Balmoral Beach. So, uh, mate, I'm excited to, uh, to be here with you. And yeah. I'm looking forward to chatting to, yeah. you, uh, to you and your folks. Well, mate, crazy
0: guys like us couldn't be better. Coming from a better place at a better time, right? <laughs> Sensational. Sensational. So, Steve we met what is about uh, 12 years ago on balmoral beach and i actually met your wife and i was talking to her uh, watching our kids play in the in the um in the park and uh i was talking to her about a, a big event on television that uh that, that we were um that i was producing at the time um and it was at darling Harbour. darling Harbour, i believe is totally different now so oh, yes. all the places that i did my magic and events back then is totally been remodeled side story but anyway she basically said um, you need to meet my husband uh, Steve he's done some television work and lo and behold I believe we had our first two and a half hour coffee sessions <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself and, and and what and your journey and not just what you're doing today but a bit about your journey
1: yeah look um, I almost fell into I say that I got into uh, business or entrepreneurship by accident mm. I was a professional athlete and uh, you know, crash through just back training for the Olympics but I fell in love with the the fitness industry through rehab and I thought I could do this. So Mm. back in 1983 I opened up a health club and then I I, I looked at things that was just so competitive out there and I thought I have to do things different and and that set the tone for a lot of things that I've done through the fitness industry. Yes, I did a lot of television hosted Mm. my own TV show on Channel 9 and executive producer on Warner Brothers and on and off TV which is how we really connected. But the big thing that has transferred right through the last 35, 40 years of business is go into a market, look how you can be different, how you can be the leader in that market, and then look how you can expand in that market. Mm. And back in 83 it was how I made a success of my health club, and then you know, franchised and licensed programs into different countries. And, and that's the big thing that's, that. Uh, that's continued all the way through.
0: So one one of the things I really like is you know is your your background because it it's about being competitive, um, but often com, com, competition can be win at all costs. But one thing I like about your angle is win with everyone alongside you. Right, is that would that be a, a good description of how you approach how you help people these days? <coughs> You know what? I'm just going to turn that off. And <laughs> that's <laughs> these are the things that happens in my, in my <laughs> live podcasting. If <laughs> the snooze button comes back on, <laughs> I do <did. laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And getting back onto that, uh, you are right. You can't survive in business too long if if you're in for a win loss, mm. win at all costs. Mm. And one of the things that I work with my clients and I identified myself is if you play the same game as everybody else, then you've got to be the biggest, the best, and that's it. Mm. Whereas if you can identify why you're different and a group of people that you can help and serve and give results to, then you can actually be very, very successful in your own particular market. That's what I call change the game. Yeah, Change the game to a game that you could win and help and serve people along the way. and that's. Mm. One of the biggest things is like, well, who are your real people? What are your best and unique attributes? And how can we position you as the leader mm. for that particular market? Mm. And when people actually get that, they actually do personally believe that they could be a leader and mm. or an authority mm. on that particular thing.
0: Mm. Let's let's dig into the authority side of it because we often talk about leadership when people think about a leader or a boss or a manager, which can be totally indifferent, and that's a whole other discussion. But when you talk about being an authority, and it might even be a a person or a product, what what does that that mean? And this is a part of, from what I understand, how you help consult with your clients as well. What is an authoritative figure, and and what's the benefits, and why is it worth building an authoritative figure? Yeah,
1: the, the interesting thing is that many people don't believe they have the right to be an authority because they're not the number one Mm. and i keep telling them that if you go into a bookstore those that are left or go onto amazon there's not one book on economics there's not one book on weight loss there's Mm. not one book on you know real estate there's thousands and thousands of books they're all written by people who are authority on what it is between their ears Mm. the biggest Statement I heard many many years ago, and it's helped a lot of people. The difference between an expert and an authority an expert knows something, Mm. an authority is known for something. Mm. So, what is it that you're known for? Mm. Yeah, and and that's the big thing. And people need to then communicate that because the first part of authority is author, right? Okay. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. The first part of authority is author. Yeah. What have you authored? Yeah. What have you put out there? Yeah. And the way that I put it to people is the fastest way to become an authority Mm. is to use videos. Yeah. You can author something, you can put it out there, and you're the authority on the content of that video. Yeah. The most powerful way is writing a book. Yeah. Books are still very powerful, whether they're the Kindle, whether they're the hard copy. If you write, publish a book, um, that's very powerful. Yeah. Well, it also
0: shows that you've put in the time and effort, right? Yeah. To sit down and pen it, let alone dealing with the whole publishing, the physical side, whether you're dealing with the publisher or going independently, it, it really is will set you aside as an authority figure, right?
1: It is. And PM asked me years ago, she was about to shoot a video, and, and she's helped many, many people. This is Pam, your wife. My wife, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's... She's helped many people get their, and she's helping another group right now, get their knowledge out and get it into a book. And she said, Steve, why should people write a book? And it just came straight out. Because most people don't. Yeah. That was exactly what you just said. Yeah. Because most people don't. When you you know put pen to paper and you put your thoughts down, you are an authority on whatever it is that you put out there. Unless yeah. you've totally plagiarised it. But if you put your unique thoughts out there, mm. then you're the author and the authority on that. Yeah. And every time that I've transitioned my business career, my personal career, um, three major ways, um, I've put a book out mm. uh, with the help of Pam, but it's the book to communicate to the world who I am and what I'm thinking and what I'm doing right now. Mm. And that really makes a difference because if you're not communicating in a way where people understand who you are and that you are the authority on that bit, Hmm. Then you're seeing the same as everybody else, and yeah, you know, I talk about, and I've been using it for the last probably ten years now. The brown box syndrome. Right. The brown heard that one. No, no. Hit me <laughs> up with that one. The, the brown box syndrome is where people are titled by their category or their occupation, whether they're a financial planner yeah. or a mortgage broker or a solicitor or an accountant. Yeah. They look and sound, and feel and taste the same as everybody else. Yeah. They're sitting on the shelf as yeah. a brown box. Yeah. And quite often, the only differentiating factor is they're putting up their prices. That they they all look the same. It's like, how am I gonna judge the difference? I'm just gonna go for that one. Mm. Whereas, when you actually unwrap the box, you could be gold inside, absolute gems. You could be the best, be Mm. sensational, and the the person that people want to get to.
0: Mm. But if
1: you're still wrapped up in a brown box, they don't know. And that's the thing about uncovering their unique authority position. Yeah, that's fantastic is, is to be able to, how can we, you know, wrap it? Because we've just gone through Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I bet the biggest, brightest box got open first. Yeah. And if it was wrapped up in brown paper, it probably would have been last. Yeah. yeah. And that's how business is.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's also with individuals as well. If, you, if you're managing a team or if you're a part of a team, sometimes you can feel that you've got so much more to offer but it's not recognised. No one's opened that box, and you know you can always—they always say you've been boxed in or you've been pigeonholed into something. So I think sometimes, you know, as a business leader, sometimes if you have people that are on your team, it's about tapping into. It. but That's a really beautiful way to put it. Well, what's inside their brown box? Because a lot of what they're actually really good at stays hidden. Because we all seem to have some level of insecurities, right? With our own interests and strengths and curiosity so so do you find that often it's about um just giving people that bit of confidence to to look in themselves
1: yeah and a while ago i was working with some organizations and worked on the concept of creating and developing your own personal enterprise Mm. yeah if you are in an organization you should still go to work and manage yourself Mm. as a business yeah so you should create your own authority positioning within the organisation. Be the mm. go to person for whatever it is that you want to be the go to person within the organisation, instead of just being the little soldier there. Mm. Yeah, you know, stand up and stand out. Yeah. And create your uniqueness within the organisation and I'll guarantee that you will get, you know, through the ranks a lot quicker. Yeah. Because you're that go-to person you have that uniqueness you're not just one of the brown boxes on the shelf in the organization yeah create your personal enterprise and be known for something within that organization
0: yeah 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 and that's often where people can get trapped right in their own brown box right Mm. Um, and I've uh, some words from uh, the co-founder of the company that I'm at now Uh, he was saying that uh, we, we advise a lot some of the some of our colleagues and customers and clients who get out there and get into new jobs. We often advise them on a personal level. And I heard him talk to one of our uh, contacts, or we call them friends of the house, who had just gotten a new job at a fairly big company and a great job as well with, with data and all that thing. And he said, in the first three months, just make sure that you've defined to the company who you are, because the way that it works, if you've how you define yourself in the first three months is how they're gonna look at you for the rest of your career if you're not careful. It's very hard to break out of that box, right? Yeah. So it seems like um, first impressions, best impressions. What would you say to to a person going into a new business venture or going into a new job or whatever? How should they be defining themselves in the first three months? I mean,
1: well, in business, and you're going to go back to marketing and business 101 mm. is identify your key target market and who and how you're going to serve them the best but then it's also a matter of how can you be positioned as the unique authority on what you do mm. because it's noisy out there mm. and with the click of a button or the click of a mouse mm. they can judge you and 10 other people online yeah and how can you put information out there and will Talking earlier before we uh, started recording, this is a differentiating factor between the way that I work with my people on sales and a lot of other people. A lot of people say that you go out and you qualify the right people. Mm. These are the right people for me to sell to, and that's good. You need to identify who they are, mm. but then it's a matter of cultivating them. Mm. And first and foremost, you need to be positioned as that authority. I got a saying that your perceived position predicts your profits. It is your positioning out there mm. that people will look at you first. And if you're you know, amongst the brown boxes or you're seen as a unique leader for what they're interested in, they'll listen to you, they'll watch you, and over the first couple of months, they will gravitate towards you and they'll get cultivated, ready for for picking. Yeah, And they will come to you ready mm. to work with you by, that, that's the big thing and it's so much easier and so much more enjoyable talking to people who understand that you're the person that should serve them, mm. sell to them, mm. and have a conversation of how we should do it instead of going somebody way back and say, hey, I'm ready to sell to you. Mm. And that's, that's just damn hard work. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: And so if you're in an organisation, you say, well, who do I want to be known as in this organisation first? Yeah. what is it that i could bring to this company that i want to be known Mm. for yeah yeah and then once once they know that then over those first three months as you were saying they should portray that Yeah. otherwise they're just going to be stuck on the shelf and Mm. you know amongst the rank and file
0: yeah so we're talking about like authority as as a person are we able to translate translate that into a product or a service and if so how how would you do that
1: the interesting thing is most products are also service orientated I've worked with a number of organizations generally I work with professionals they sell their knowledge their skills their expertise mm. but recently I worked with people of, of, of all things sold glass pool fencing yes and they were yeah, you know, the do-it-yourself they were selling boxes of glass yeah. Yeah, to, yeah to stick it up yeah so basically to protect yeah. kids from jumping into the pool but yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a box of stuff yeah but what we realized is they actually had some other support some extra videos some extra things so instead yeah. of selling boxes of glass we turned it around instead of calling it do-it-yourself we we named it self installation we started creating their category of one yeah okay yeah. so they became the leaders in self installation they also had videos so instead of selling boxes of glass they sold service support and confidence right okay so they became the leaders yeah. and the authority yeah. on supporting people to build their own pill fence. Yeah. So we've done it with another group as well. So if you take your eye off the box and say, yeah. what is the service yeah. that comes along with what I do? Yeah. And they can be the authority on that. Yeah. Not just the box, not what's in the box, yeah. but the service. And most organizations that sell boxes of stuff just concentrate on the selling of the boxes of stuff. But if they look at how can they be a leader and authority in the support or something else that they do, then they can actually become an authority on that, and that's where they will stand out. Steve, that's been
0: a great 15 minutes and a, <laughs> a bit of a journey. Let's see if we can get another 15 uh, on the authoritative uh, angle of how you get out there and market yourself. So uh, Look forward to it. Let's have another one.